Spirit of 
up a praise unto the Lord. Lord, we love you. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, you can be seated. Amen. Just a few quick announcements from your weekly bulletin. Uh, if you guys want one of these, you guys can snag one at our uh, guest services desk right out front. Um, they're printed new every week so that you can go ahead and just look at this and know what's going on with the church. Um, let's remember our pledges to the church steeple. I know that I'm excited just to see that on the front of our church. Just excited to see it um, coming up. Everyone say food. food. Guys, it's been a long time since we've had a potluck Sunday. And I am super excited about it. October 11th, we were having a, a potluck Sunday. Um, if you are interested in bringing something or you want to write something down, uh, go ahead and see Sister Hartley for that. She does a wonderful job organizing our potlucks. Um, and she can cook too, man. Man, she started bringing in desserts for our guest services whenever you would leave service. Man, I tell you what, she can cook some brownies. I love her brownies. Amen. Everybody say tonight. Everybody say 6 p.m. Tonight we have a Sunday night service here in Dade City. Amen. Woo-hoo. We are super excited about it. We're going to have um, a guest speaker, Pastor Daniel Autry. He pastors uh, our campus in Dundellan. And if you want to be blessed, be here tonight. I tell you, I'm going to come here, and I'm expecting a blessing. I know that God has ordained this service, and I'm so excited just to see what God has. Um, remember the midweek service this week at 7 o'clock, and we'll be here again next Sunday at 10 a.m. If everyone would, go ahead and stand. Um, we have guests with us this morning. Why don't you go ahead and walk across your seat aisle and uh, shake someone's hand and welcome to the house of the Lord. If we have kids that want to be dismissed to Sunday school, you can see Sister Kristen. She's going to be over here by the exit sign. Amen.
Well, praise the Lord, everyone. Apparently, I'm doing offering again today. <laughs> Didn't know. <laughs> right now, we're going to receive the offering. If we could, let's go ahead and pray over the offering and over the word that our hearts would be anointed to receive it. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray you bless the offering today. God bless the gift and the giver. Jesus, I pray, Lord, have your way in this service. God, do exactly what you want to do. Let our hearts and our minds be open to your word today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.
show the Lord that we really can't live without him. I can't live without him. I, I, I don't have the personality. I don't have the pedigree. I don't have anything. All I have is Jesus. That's the best thing about my life. That's the best thing about your life. You got a hold of Jesus. That's what we need. Lord, I can't live. Just go ahead and let him know. I can't live without you, God. Lord, your presence is why I'm here. Your spirit is why I'm here. Lord, I love you, Jesus. I worship you, God. I thank you. God, I thank you that you have all power. I thank you that you're in this place. Lord, I'm asking that you would minister to people this moment. I'm asking that you would minister to people today. God, sweep over this congregation. Help those that are tired. Help those that are weary. Help those that they don't know what to do, God, but they are here on a Sunday morning. Jesus, we thank you. Jesus, we love you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You can go ahead and be seated. Such a sweet presence of the Lord that's here, and I'm so thankful that everybody's here, not just Jesus, but you as well. Thank you, Lord. It's so good to be here, and uh, just want to give a, a personal push for tonight's service. If you have never been to a Sunday night service, a apostolic Pentecostal Sunday night service, you owe it to yourself to see what it's about. We're going to have a move of God. I'm telling you, we are going to have an apostolic move of God tonight. And we're going to have it this morning. But there is such an expectancy of just different things. And I don't know why, but I only got about four hours of sleep last night. Maybe less, maybe more. It's hard to tell once the hours just tick on by. But uh, just praying and laid down and prayed that I would lay down and prayed that I would sleep and prayed for the service and prayed I would sleep and then eventually my daughter would say, you know, mama, mama, mama and I'd come in there, I'm, no, I'm not mama she, I just want to hold your hand <laughs> hold her hand she's really good, okay, she's good at just knowing how to say the right things she'd hold her hand a while and she'd be like, I'm hungry I just want a little banana <laughs> three in the morning I'm feeding, feeding my daughter bananas so, but I do, I do, I feel, but this is uh, going back to, uh, I don't know if you've ever played a game with somebody that they just seem to give up way too early, whether it's uh, any type of game. For me, it was basketball. I, I really disliked, and that's a very kind word, disliked playing with people that just seem to give up early. You're playing, you may be losing, you may be down a little bit. But then you'd notice that, you know, when we're playing five-on-five full-court basketball, you got to be running down on offense and turn around running down on defense. And you could always tell the ones that kind of gave up as their sprint kind of went to a jog and people are running by them. And they're running by them this way and they just kind of turn around, just hanging around a half court, just kind of doing a little jog back and forth. Sometimes they get the ball and they're just like looking around like, if you don't want to play, man, get off the court. There's people that have been sitting down for a while. They want to play just didn't like that they gave up early. They wouldn't try. They didn't give it any effort. And uh, that's pretty frustrating. But if you've ever played against people that have celebrated too early, the game's not over, the time's still ticking, the score's kind of close, but they may be ahead, but they are already celebrating. We're going to win. We're going to win. We're going to win. 
And uh, that's a whole different emotion in itself right there. I've got two videos to show you, and uh, it just gave me joy to watch this, but it's talking about celebrating too early. No, no, let's do the bike one first. We'll end with that one, okay? So this guy thinks he wins. He has not crossed the finish line yet. That guy behind him is, and he wins. Do it again one more time, it gave me joy. There is the finish line right there. Talk about celebrating too early, way too early. And that guy come. okay, so let's go to the next one. I gotta do a little explaining. The team in the black jerseys are winning by two points. The white jerseys go, this is a college game or whatever, high school game. Goes, makes it, boom, okay. Team in the white, <sighs> going crazy. You think they won, however, watch one player in the white jersey notice that the ball is still live. Game over. Do that video one more time. This is really, this is, do that video one more time. If you're able to, if not, that's fine. So now with a little understanding, talking about celebrating too early. Goes, if you notice that the coaches are on the court. I thought the game was over. Watching this, just studying for this, I did a compilation of celebrating too early. And then, Okay, you can kill it. But it looked like one team had won. You thought from the cheers, it was it. This was over. But it was not over. There was still a chance. There was still a possibility. When they thought it was impossible, all of a sudden, and so that's what I've come to preach today is it ain't over. I don't know who this is for. I don't know what you're going through. But I come to tell you that God has given me a word for you this Sunday morning. That you're facing obstacles that you think it's too far gone. It's way past. I can't win. There is no possibility. But I've come to preach to you from a word from the Lord that says it ain't over yet, Dade City. It ain't over, family member. It ain't over, mama. It ain't over, daddy. There's still, an, uh, there's still an, a possibility that God can work his miracle working power in your situation. Now, when we look at a situation and we think of the ways, we, 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 we look at it and we diagram it. And we, 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 we kind of think, okay, how can the situation happen? How can we win? How can we, we overcome this? And a lot of times we come to a conclusion because of our limit, uh, limited brain that there ain't no way we can win. There ain't no way this situation can work out. There's obstacles that we're facing that we can't get over. There are mountaintops that we can't crest over. There are things that we're dealing with that we can't do. There are things much heavier than we can lift and much stronger than we are. And that is true. That is very true. Until you attach the God factor. And when you attach the God factor, there is nothing impossible for God. I don't know what you're facing today. It may seem unbeatable. If the obstacles and the adversary ahead of you may seem so big and so strong, you may have been fighting this battle for a long time, but I'm preaching 
today that it is not over. It is not over, saint of God. There are things that you're fighting and dealing with, but it is not over. You may be dealing with people in your life that you're wishing they'd come back, or you may be dealing with people that they've never been saved, but you've been doing for a long time and trying to reach them. But God is here to speak to you today that it ain't over. There are things going in here saying, I'm just going to throw in the towel and I'm going to give it up. But God's saying, hey, there's still time left. Hey, there's still a possibility. I'm still involved. When you've got me involved, there is nothing too hard for me. My arm is not short that it cannot reach. Turn the person next to you say, it ain't over. Save it with some attitude. Turn the person next to you. It ain't over. It ain't over. There are many different factors that cause people to give up too early. And one of them, one element is time. There's not enough time left. I wish I, wish I would have done this last year. I wish I would have done this five years ago, ten years ago. Where could I be if I would have started this 20 years ago? And, and, and that, that's true, but I've also heard that the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. But the next best time is today. It's right now. And there are times that, that come against us and we say, oh, I don't have enough time. I don't, I don't, I don't have enough of, of, of my energy to give to this. I want to tell you the story of Joshua. We're going to do a little bit of reading, not much. But let's go to Joshua chapter 10 and verse 5. Let's start with verse 6. Let's start 10 verse 6 instead of 5. And the men of Gibeon sent unto Joshua to the camp of Gilgal, saying, Slack not thy hand from thy servants. Come up to us quickly and save us and help us. For all the kings of the Amorites, there were five kings, they joined themselves together to fight against uh, the people of Gilgal. And the Amorites who dwell in the mountains are gathered against us. And so Joshua ascended from Gilgal, and he and all the people of war with him, and all the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear them not, for I have delivered them into thine hand, and there shall not a man of them stand before thee. So Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly and went down from Gilgal all night. And the Lord discomfited them from before Israel and slew them with a great slaughter from Gibeon and chased them along the way that goes to Bath Haran and smote them unto Azak and Melekek, all these crazy words. And it came to pass that as they fled before Israel and they were going down to Beth Haran, the Lord cast great stones from heaven upon them and they died and more which died with hailstones than they which the children of Israel slew with the sword. So this is a, a great story. There's a battle going on. The Lord said, you're going to win it. The Lord helping them out with the battle. He's casting stones on them. The Lord just pelting them with rocks now. And it seems to be going everything in their favor. But something starts happening in the day that as they're fighting this battle and as they're slaying the enemy and the enemy is very great, all of a sudden Joshua looks up at the sun and he's noticing it's starting to go down and it's starting to set and get lower and lower and the shadows coming up from the mountains and starting to come across that valley. And he's noticing that if it hits dark, the enemy's going to regroup. If it hits dark, 
all of a sudden this enemy which we seem to have on the run is now going to fall back and they're going to gather the forces again and it's not going to be the victory that we thought it was going to be we're going to win but there's going to be more casualties than I want and we're going to win but there's going to be more effort than we want to put into it seemed like all the enemy had to do was just hold out all they had to do they're looking up and they're saying just keep on fighting wait for that sun to set just keep on going. And the enemy looks like time was on their side. It looked like they had everything going for them. All we got to do is hold on. Yeah, we may be losing, but guess what? Time. Time's on our side. And I love this verse. Joshua sees it too. And in verse number 12, Then spake Joshua to the Lord, and the day of the Lord was delivered the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of all Israel, Son, Stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Aon. The Lord uh, and the sun stood still, and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemy. It looked like time was on the enemy's side. It looked like everything, all the calculations, everything said the enemy's going to survive this day. But all of a sudden, it was a man of God. It was a woman of God that can save up and say, hey, I need more time, God. Just give me a little bit more time. Just give me a little bit more time. And all of a sudden, God heard the prayer of somebody saying, hey, you want to get that? victory you want more time well i'll stop the entire universe just i'll hold on to the sun i'll hold on to the moon to give you a little bit more time that you may look at your situation and say i don't have a lot of time left i don't know how long this is gonna be but god's able to give you time god's able to help you god's able to restore some things i look at the the, the bible it says in joel 2 and 25 and i will restore unto you the years that the locusts have eaten and the canker worms and the caterpillars and the palmer worm my great army which I, he said you've got years that the things you've been devastated years that things have come against you years that have gnawed away at your life and hope and joy but guess what the lord said you know you spent them years but i'm gonna restore them i'm gonna give you greater than you had before does anybody believe in a god that can do that But a side note on my, 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 my notes here, this was not something that I was going to originally put in, but I just felt it, is for there to be victory, though, there has to be things in our lives that we have to say stop to. There has to be some things. The story, there's a story of a, a dad and a son, and the dad is teaching his, his big six-foot-four son how to drive. And so he's going through, and he's taking them through the different roads, and they come up to a stop sign. The sun kind of slows down, looks left and right, and just boom. Dad looks over and is like, you know you're supposed to stop for them. He's like, yeah. Kind of goes, gets to another stop sign, slows down, does the same thing, looks left, right, goes through. Like some people here probably do the same thing. And dad goes, kind of gives him an eye, and the sun goes, it's the same thing, same thing. Okay. They finally go through the road, get home. Dad walks out. Walks around the driver's side, son gets out, dad takes off his belt and starts going, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And like, what are you doing? He's like, now, you want me to stop or do you want me to slow down? <laughs> Same thing, you want me to stop or you want me to slow down? For there to be victory, there are some things that you have to say stop to. There are things that are poisoning your walk with God that you have to say, no, stop. 
there are people that will be in your life that will try to speak to you and say, oh, oh, why don't you do this? What, what, what are you doing? Why are you trying to live for God? Why do you, no, no, stop. I love Sister Kim. We were having a Bible study the other day, and uh, she was talking to me about, she was, she's, uh, she's trying, just doing everything she can. She was just dealing with a lot of stuff, and she said she was, uh, had the Bible. She said, she, she'll tell herself, she said, I wasn't living right, doing anything, but I was sitting there at home, and I was just looking at the Bible, and I'm sitting there and just crying, and I'm wanting to live this. And the guy that was there said, what are you doing? Look at you. You know you ain't living right. You're just sitting there looking at that Bible and stuff. She said, don't you do you. I do me. And I just started getting in the word of God. And God began to deal with her and work on her. And she's here today, got baptized, got the Holy Ghost a few weeks ago. God's working. But there are some things that you've got to say stop to. I don't want to hear your voice. I want you speaking into my family. I don't want you speaking into my life. I've got greater things. There are people that are going to go to try to come back. And you're going to say, no, no. The progress stops right here. Everything that you tried to do in my life, every bit of influence that you tried to push in my life, everything that's been happening right now, there's a line. You're not crossing this line. This is where you stop. And for us to grow as Christians and us to grow as a church, we've got to be willing to say, no, that thing's got to stop today. It's got to stop. This thing that keeps on coming by and going by and keeps influencing, don't know, that has to stop. For there to be anointings in lives, there has to be a stop in your life as well. So back to the notes now. So Joshua called out and he said, I need help. I know it's impossible. I, I've never heard it before. Joshua never heard about the sun stopping before. Joshua never heard about a story of God stopping the sun. But he just said, you know what, God? You created that sun. You created this moon. You created everything around. And so, God, I just have enough faith to believe in something that I've never seen before. I, I've never seen before. God, I know it looks like it's over. I'm looking at the time, and we've only got a short amount of time left. But, God, you've created everything. And, Lord, just help me out here. God, would you stop that sun that's never been stopped before? And, God, would you stop that moon that's never been stopped before? God, would you stop some things that I've never seen stopped before? And God's able to do that God can look down in your situation and say, you know what? I see the hunger. You didn't say it all right. The earth is revolving around the sun. I need to stop the earth. I need to stop a few things, but I see the desire and I see the hunger. And so I'll step you out. Guess what, Joshua? This battle's not over yet. There's still victory that can come. There's still an anointing that can come. Your battle's not over yet, saint of God. There's still things that God can move in your life. I see people with blank stares because the devil has beat you over the head so much that you can't think of a victory in your life that you've had in a long time. And I'm fighting against that spirit. I'm not fighting against you, but I'm fighting against that spirit and that mentality that says, oh, yeah, they can happen for them, and it can happen for them, but it can't happen for me. I'm telling you, we serve a God that can do anything. We serve a God that can help you out. Has anybody ever been helped by God by an impossible situation? You didn't know how it was going to happen. You didn't know what it was going to do. But all of a sudden, said, God, I need you. And God stepped in. Uh, God's able to restore. I think of Moses at 80 in a desert. And he's thinking, time's over. I'm 80 years old. I, I thought I was supposed to be the deliverer of, of, of uh, Israelites from Egypt. I thought of everything, but I don't have enough time. But all of a sudden, one day he's walking and he sees a burning bush and the Lord begins to speak to him and saying, Moses, it ain't over. It ain't over. I've still got to work for you. I think of Abraham and Sarah, supposed to be the father of many nations. 
but they don't have a kid, and age keeps creeping on, and time keeps going by, but guess what? In the 90s, God says, you know what? It ain't over. I don't know if anybody wants a miracle like that today, but that's between you and God. I think of Caleb. Caleb had fought his battles. He was tired, but he says, and he said, you know, there's a mountain that I've been walking through every time we pass the wilderness that I want, and, 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 and we fought many battles, and I'm, I'm old, but I guess what? I, I still want that mountain. And you know what? Caleb did get that mountain. It was because he said, it ain't over. It ain't over. Time may be on the enemy's side, but I serve a God who spans time and space. And after they get the victory, go to verse 14. So we just read verse 13, verse 14. And there was no day like it before it or after it. There is no day like it before or after. When God steps into your life, it's something that you never experienced before. There will never be a day like the day when Jesus walked into your life. There will never be a day. We can talk about it, how wonderful it is, but until you've experienced it for yourself on what Jesus can do, on how he can touch your heart, how he can touch your mind, and say, thank you, God. There's a story of Thomas Vaughn. I think I've told the story maybe once or twice. It's us. Celine's dad. But when he was saved, he wasn't raised up in uh, really any, any strong church or anything. But he came to an apostolic church, and he saw these crazy people dancing and worshiping and going crazy. And he said, and he made it known to everybody, I'll never, never, never do that. Well, one day, service was going, and all of a sudden, somebody heard a woo, looked over, and he was doing like a tornado dance across the front. Around. He's still, that's been 20, 30 years ago. The man has still not stopped. He stand, you'll look at, he does a sound in Bellevue. You'll look up at the balcony, and all of a sudden you'll, hear, you'll start hearing this. And you know Thomas Vaughn's up there dancing and worshiping God. And he's like, this man, you know, he, he, could, he looked at them and said, man, I'll never do that. But once he experienced it for himself, once he got it for himself, he's like, my goodness, this is the greatest thing I've ever felt before. This is the greatest thing. There's never been something like this. I've never experienced something like the Holy Ghost, like I felt like this. So when God comes to your situation, it ain't over. Another element, skipping along, but another element that causes people to feel like it's over is they've gone too far. It's a, a lost cause. Yeah, I may have time on my side, but the, the cause, the problem, it's too far gone. It's developed too much. It's gone on too long. It, it may be my life. It may be a situation, and it, it's just a waste of time. I have the time, but it'd just be a waste of it. I want to tell you about a lost cause. It's in the story of John 11 and 5. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, Lazarus was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. And then after that, he saith to his disciples, let us go into Judea again. And his disciples said, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and now goest thou hither again? Let's go to verse 11. These things said he, after that he hath come unto them, our friend Lazarus, he's talking to his disciples, sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of his sleep. And his disciples said, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. He's resting. He's doing just fine. Howbeit the Lord spake of his death, and they that thought he had spoken of taking a rest and sleep. And then the Lord, then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Now, if I'm a disciple, I'm like, then why are we going? If he's dead, they want to stone you over there. They want to kill you. Last time you were there, they picked up stones, want to kill you, Jesus, and probably want to kill all of us too. Why are we going if he's dead? But Jesus, I'm sure he just thought it. He didn't say it, but he thought it. It ain't over. 
it ain't over. When I'm involved in situation, it ain't over. Verse 38, and Jesus, therefore, again, groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. And it was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, saith, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. We've got to be careful. I keep hitting this over, but do not allow words or voices to come into your mind when you start making efforts to live for God. Because there will be people that get convicted when somebody else starts living right and living strong. And they don't want to do to themselves, so they'll start trying to pull people down. Try to pull people down. You got to watch it. And this is Martha. She, of course, loves her brother. But she's thinking, there is no way. He has been dead four days. He surely stinketh right now. The flesh and just array corrosion and decay works. It's not going to be a pretty picture, Jesus. And she's saying, hey, don't do that. Stop it. Just, just, I, I, I've given up on that. But Jesus, when he came in that place, he said, no, the hope's not lost. Joy can be still found. Jesus looked at the situation and said, it ain't over. In verse 43, when he has thus said, he cried with a loud voice and said, Lazarus, come forth. He said that, he screamed that in the face of every doubter, every person there that was thinking, this ain't possible. There is no way we're going to see anything come out of that tomb. There's not going to be no movement. But the next verse said, he that was dead came forth. Just Lazarus heard that cry in the, in the depth. I don't know where he heard it, but I, I'm, I'm sure there was something that said, Lazarus, it ain't over. Lazarus, it ain't over. And Jesus said, come forth. There's got to be some coming forth for there to be an anointing. You've got to come forth, church, for there to be. You want to step into that next realm? There's got to be, you know, it ain't over yet, but I've got to come forth. I, I, the situation's bleak. I'm still bound. I've still got issues. But guess what? That man still came forth you're not perfect you don't have everything together but you can still make an effort and say you know what i heard the cry of jesus i heard the call of jesus i ain't done yet i ain't over yet you've got anointings in your life you've got ministries there are prayer warriors in this place and you may have hanged up the towel you know what that was that was a younger me you know i i, I used to do that but that was that was an old me that was something I, I used to do. But I hear the voice of God saying, it ain't over yet. It ain't over yet. All throughout the Bible, they didn't limit them by that time. They didn't limit them by age. What they did was they limited them by desire. It was desire. And if Lazarus wanted to stay there, he could have stayed there. But he looked around and said, I don't want to be like these other corpses. I don't want to be like that. I heard the cry of Jesus come forth. That's me. He called my name. I, I'm coming forth. I don't look all good. I, I, I got things still binding me, and I got hang-ups, and I've got issues, and my family issues, and my fam family don't have faith. Martha's out there saying I shouldn't even be raised from the dead, but guess what? I've got, I, I heard a cry that's better than the cry and the voices around me. I heard a cry of Jesus that says, hey, Lazarus, it ain't over. It ain't over. I've got a purpose for you. I've got a plan for you. Oh, God's got a purpose for your life. Don't you doubt it. God's got a plan for your life. You may have went through some stuff. You may have went through some battles and some issues. You may have went through some tough times and things that felt like you died inside. But God said, hey, there's still life. There's still hope. There's 
Jesus walking down a road with a purpose, with a hope, with a calling that says, come forth. Show the love of God. Just lift your hands for a moment. He's calling people right now. It's up to your desire. God, it's up to your desire. Lord, help people that have dealt with issues that have killed them inside. Help with people that, that, that have numbed their emotions, Jesus, that has caused them to say, give up on life, give up on this issue. Every time they look at the situation, it seems they'd be getting deader and deader and deader, and there is no hope. God, I pray, speak life. I pray, speak life. Prodigal, come forth. Soul winner, come forth. Soul winner, come forth. Prayer warrior, come forth. Worshiper, come forth. Oh, your anointing's not too far gone. Your calling is not too far gone. You can still get a hold of his presence. You can still lift your hands, repent of your sins, be baptized in Jesus' name, feel his presence with the gift of the Holy Ghost. There is nothing like it. That's okay right now. People are just obeying the Holy Ghost right now. There's a call in this place. There's a call. There's a call. Oh, I feel like God's still calling some people. God's still working on some people right now. Your situation's not too far gone. That family member's not too far gone. That anointing is not too far gone. Come forth. Come forth. Oh, would you grab the hand next to you? Still to stay in that mode of prayer, but I feel the Holy Ghost that God's ministering the people. You're not too far gone. You're not too far gone, sir. So not too far gone. You're able to help. You're able to minister. That's it. Grab that hand next to you. Let's pray together. Go ahead, lift your voice. Let faith arise. Don't be that negative voice that says, oh, it can't happen. I'm going to be that voice that says, yes, it can. It ain't over. It ain't over, say to God. It ain't over, Dade City. God's got greater things. God's got greater purpose. God's got a greater plan. That's it. That's it, Sister Tanya. Get a hold of God. Oh, would anybody love to rub it just in the devil's face? I'm sure Lazarus rubbed it in the devil's face. You thought you had me, devil, but I'm coming forth. Why don't we make a step to the altar today? Just show the devil you thought you had me, but it ain't over. That's right. Keep coming. If you can, at all possible, make some efforts forward. God, I'm coming forth. God, I'm coming forth. It ain't over. It ain't over. It ain't over. Yeah, get that anointing. Come with a desire. Come with a hunger. God, I want more. God, I'm hungry for more. God, I don't want my life to be the same way it was. I don't want to lay there and just time pass me by. I don't want to lay there and let the situation worsen. God, I'm coming forth. Yeah, the presence of the Lord is here. Just begin to worship him. Lift your hands, lift your voice, close your eyes, just focus on him. Oh, God. 
feel to hit. It was the man of God that was translated into a field of dry bones. It was that prophet. And he's sitting there and he's looking around and it's the dry bones. And all of a sudden the Lord gives him a word and he says, can these bones live? And I'm sure that prophet was in his mind that initial response that humanity jumped in and said, ain't no way. Ain't no way. These are dried up bones. They've been picked asunder. They're scattered throughout this place. But something got in him. It was that, that God factor. And he said, Lord, I'm looking at this situation. And in my humanity, and I see there is no way possible. But God, I look to you. And God, I say, thou knowest. You know if it can. God, you know anything. You know everything. And God, you know, and we're looking at a situation in, in our humanity right now. I'm sure there are people in this place just saying, ain't no way. Ain't no way. I'm looking at this situation ahead of me. There is no possible way. But don't look at it through your eyes. Don't look at that situation through your eyes. Just lift up your perception. Look at God and say, God, you know. God, I don't know everything, but God, you know if it can. You know if that person will come back. God, you know if that situation will work out. God, you know if my family issues will resolve. God, through my own humanity, I say no way. But God, I look to you. And God, I'm waiting to hear the words. It ain't over. It ain't over. Go ahead and lift your voice right now. I feel faith. Begin to pray with a new perspective. God, you know. God, you know. God, I don't know, but God, you know. I can't see, but God, you see. God, there's no way possible in my own humanity, but God, in your deity, I just believe you. Woo! Yeah, let the presence of the Lord wash over you right now. There is such a sweet presence of God in this place. If you want more, I encourage you to lift your hands. 
close your eyes. Just begin to talk to him like he's right in front of you. You can pray as real as you can right now. Lord, I don't have everything together, but God, I need you. God, my finances, I need your help. God, I'm looking at it in time. Seems to be ticking away, but God, I need some things to stop in my life. I need some things to stop. God, I need some things to come forth. And I need some things to stop. such a wonderful presence of the Lord in this place. I need to get better at going through my notes. I've got a whole nother section talking about how God is the best thing for us. And the biggest, it ain't overstatement, was when Jesus resurrected from the dead. Took the, the keys to death, hell, and the grave. But that's the greatest moment it's when we get the presence of the Lord. And, and you may feel like you're defeated, you're down, but you're in church on a Sunday morning. You may feel like, you know, I don't have everything, but you made it to church on a Sunday morning. You're here, and the presence of the Lord is here. And that tells me right there that it ain't over. There's still some fight left in you. There's still some hope left in you. There's still some joy set before you. God's working on your behalf. God's got his hand on this church in such a powerful way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. One last time before we go back to our seats, why don't we thank the Lord? Lift our hands. Just thank the Lord. God, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for the things that are going to happen because of this service. I thank you for the progress that is going to be made. God, I thank you for the joy that has lifted people. The faith of people's hearts have been strengthened. Lord, I thank you for your word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You can make your way back to your seats. future in God. Sometimes the hardest thing is not to believe that God can forgive you for your past and God's going to carry you to your future, but sometimes you have to learn to forgive yourself and you have to learn to forgive yourself and believe that God can give you the confidence that he's going to carry you into your future. So right now, I just, just feel this last prayer before we dismiss that you would forgive yourself because if you can believe that God can do it in you, God will carry you into the future that God wants you to have. God's not lacking. His arm is not too short. He will carry you through every situation. 
he will forgive you, but you have to first forgive yourself. If you would, just put your hand on your head and let's pray. God, I pray that you would touch every mind, every heart. God, I pray, Lord, that you would help us to forgive ourselves, God, of any past mistake, God, of any dumb decision. God, I pray, Lord, that you would set us free. God, give us the confidence and the boldness and the authority, God, to walk in the future that you have for us, God. It ain't over yet, oh, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we love each and every single one of you. We hope to see you here tonight. You are dismissed in Jesus' name. 6 o'clock, 5.30 in the prayer room. In Jesus' name.